What's up, everybody? We're back. Josh and Jay with another fantastic edition of the exciting and new America is Blue podcast because that terrible season is now behind us. Everything good is in front of us. So let's dust ourselves off, talk about some of the moves we need to make, some of the things that have happened over the past couple of weeks that are certainly worth noting and talking about. Just excited to be here with you, brother, as we build through this summer some optimism headed into next season. And we got a lot to chop up, man. Yeah, man, silly season took off real quick. It's like that last ball was kicked against Newcastle, and all of a sudden rumors were flying, guys are in, guys are out. We just uh, we could just never stay out of the news. There's never a dull moment. There's always some kind of crazy shit that's coming over. Fabrizio Romano's popping out tweets left and right, <laughs> and 90% of them are about Chelsea. So whatever. We love being in the spotlight. I mean, it is what it is when you are the greatest, the greatest club in Europe, the bluest of the blue, hailing from the greatest city. Let's get into it, man. So the number one news of all, of course, is the official appointment of Mauricio Pochettino as our manager. Is he going to be the answer? Well, he's going to have to be, bud. And we know about him. We know that he's been successful. I think he did a fantastic job at Southampton. He obviously did a very good job at Spurs. Uh, PSG has proved to be difficult for even the most astute managers to have success in Europe. So that's a little bit of an outlier. But uh, we know that this guy's a real team builder. He believes in that family atmosphere. Uh, maybe that's something that's going to set him apart from some of the other you know, influencers we've had more recently uh, behind the bench at Stanford Bridge. But uh, welcome to uh, Poch, and we obviously wish him the best, and hopefully he can get us uh, back on the right track. Yeah, well, this is the guy who's going to turn us into the sustainable, dynastic club that we are all clamoring for. I don't know about that, but I think is we tried to recoup from all the damage that was done over whatever it was, seven months of Graham Potter and just how quickly the confidence level and the standards of play and just the pride for playing for, for Chelsea, how quickly that went out the door. We need somebody who's really capable of building the confidence back up, starting to get some continuity, build some chemistry between all the players that we have and start getting everybody on the same page. So from that respect, I think he's a good selection. I think he's tough as nails, his training techniques. I mean, I guess they're even borderline extreme. He wants to run guys into the ground. Um, <clears throat> so whereas where we had Frank Lampard come in, and one of the first things he said was that these guys are barely even fit to play 90. Like, I don't know what these guys have been doing for the last eight months. That's not going to be the case come the fall because he is going to have them drilled. He's going to have them in peak fitness. Um, and I think he's going to get, we need that. We need somebody who's going to crack the whip after what we just went through. And Frank Lampard didn't have the time to really install that into the team. Uh, but Poch will have a full off season and these guys should be rip roaring ready to go. I mean, he, he brings the respect factor. Uh, there isn't a lot of people that have a negative word to say about the guy. And the fact of the matter is, is he'll have their attention and he'll have respect in the dressing room, which is a huge thing. Obviously, I don't think Potter commanded that sort of respect. And when you're a lame duck like Frank Lampard, it's a very difficult situation to really get the guys behind you when they really don't think that you're going to be there the next year or, or you have any real real say in their future as a footballer. But now that and, we know and that they don't that, want to be there. Everybody was Fair already enough. checked out anyway, so. Yeah, a lot of a lot of guys were already uh, on their 
you know, Ibiza vacations and to the exotic locations that they go. Although shout out to Jorginho. I saw that he was uh, messing around in New York and, and Brooklyn. He's you know wearing the wrong color right now, but a great servant to our club. Nonetheless, shout out to Georgie. Welcome to New York. Um, but with with that, man, what's the one thing if you could put your finger on something that you're really hoping Potch brings to the table that we've been lacking? Toughness. Grit. You know, the, the, the Tottenham teams, I know they didn't win any major silverware and, you know, hitting the pinnacle is not something that they hit, but they don't hit that. So it didn't really matter. That team was tough. Dude, I remember we'd go up against them and you have Moussa Dembele. That guy would just be clearing us out. They were a tough, gritty team. They would run. They would keep you on your heels. They played a really nice brand of football. So that's exactly what we need. We need to be able to build the spine and go when we're entering into a game we need to have the faith in the program and in what's being installed in on on the practice field and that how that's going to translate when it when when we have live rounds and we haven't had that in a long time so i think he's going to bring all of that and that's exactly where our biggest weaknesses lie no doubt and i'm just hoping that these guys are playing with a sense of purpose and urgency right out of the gate because Every single match, especially trying to get back into Europe next season, is just going to be absolutely spotlighted even more uh, than it normally is because every single Premier League matchup for us is super, super precious. And I really hope that the guys treat these opportunities as seriously as they as they need to be treated. It's going to be strange uh, not having to pay attention to the European results for a season and really fixating on those FA Cup draws as well as obviously the Premier League. It's going to yeah, be a much different mindset. And, dude, the, the start of the season is going to be so important. The headlines just across the sphere is look at this shambolic club. They just, they're just they throwing money around. The management doesn't know what they're doing. The players don't care. This is an embarrassment, a disgrace. If they come out at the beginning of next season and they're not rip-roaring and ready to go and if they're not getting results, the pressure is going to build in like two weeks. People are already okay. going to be calling for his head. So they need to start off strong and give themselves some kind of a footing to be able to build off of. And if that doesn't happen, I don't know. We may be in for another long season, hopefully. Yeah, the the supporters are, are going to dry up quickly and, and it, it's going to turn into some very negative uh, publicity, we'll say, for the for the club and for the manager, fortunately or unfortunately. But Hey man, let's uh, let's see some structure. Glad to have him in the fold. Welcome to the club, Mauricio Pochettino. But uh, you know, just as we got a new great signing coming in uh, with Poch, we have uh, something that we're actually pulling out of by surprise as we're looking up at the news this weekend. We're pulling out of the Ugarte race, and uh, interesting for a couple of reasons. Uh, we're usually the guys who are poaching the prospects and not the ones being poached, but. Maybe we're turning a little bit of a composure and making sure that we're not willing to just overly spend or overly splash cash on uh, certain players. And maybe uh, maybe the, the waters just got a little too rich for our blood and we just decided that uh, spending that kind of money isn't going to be for us. It's a strange one for me. And this just smells like Enzo 2.0. It just feels like it's the same thing. We're dealing with the Portuguese club. I just think that most clubs around Europe, I mean, if you look at the dynamic of what's going on in Europe, there's very few leagues that have money to spend on players, except for the Premier League. 
So anytime a Premier League club is going after a player from anywhere else in Europe, they're going to try to put you over the barrel. Now, in this case, he's got a he's got a clause where you can just go ahead and take the player, assuming that you meet it. This came down to wages. I'm a little bit surprised, yep. given how desperately we need a truly competent defensive midfielder, that we're kind of squabbling on this, unless the ask is outrageous or unless PSG has just gone to the moon with what they're offering. Um, but this just kind of has the feel. 24 hours ago, everybody's saying this is a done deal. It's locked. Yep. There's rumors that we're going to take an ownership stake in sporting in order to secure the deal. And that would be a partial satellite club for us. All of this grand shit. And then all of a sudden, snap of the fingers, we're out the door. So I don't know what's happening. But he would have been a really, really, really nice fit. He's exactly what we need as a defensive midfielder. Um, we'll have to see who they pivot off to if this thing is truly done. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. He's definitely the type of dynamic player uh, that we really need back there. And we are in need of some solid midfield partnership for old number five in the middle of the park. He's going to be an immovable object for us, and we need to get the right pieces around him to accentuate his talents a little bit better. So, uh, yeah. you know, if it's not going to be Ugarte, uh, we'll get into hit this guy a little bit later, but uh, we might be looking at uh, the kid Lavia, Lavia from Southampton. He's a real number six, man. He's a high presser. He's a, he's a ball handler. He's a really agile, fit, athletic, bouncy guy. Uh, I wouldn't be upset with him, and he's also super young. But, uh, you know, keeping keeping in theme with, uh, you know, some some guys that are maybe headed out the door as well. We're also seeing a ton of rumors. Kai Havertz to Real Madrid. We keep hearing it. We keep hearing it. Uh, he's been tied to Los Blancos, you know, ever since before we picked him up. And uh, who knows? Maybe this is the summer that he heads out the door. We know that Carlo Angelotti is an admirer of his. And uh, we'll see if he ends up with Los Blancos next season. That would be stunning for me. Dude, that would be just stunning. I almost don't believe it. I think it's bullshit somehow. But you know, Kai is a – we've said this all season. He's a good player. He's supposed mm. to be versatile, and he's not versatile. He can play one role and one role only, and he needs the right type of personnel around him in order to effectively pull off that role. That's playing as a second striker or behind a, a, a primary striker. He can't play out on the wings. He can't be a primary striker. He's not a midfielder. And Real Madrid, I mean, to take that kind of a step up for him, I mean, maybe it's good for him. Maybe not dealing with the physicality that will allow him to accentuate his skills and flourish. I just don't see it. Like, I I, I would have bet bottom – if we were going to sell him, I would have bet the house that we were going to go ahead and send him back to Germany. I just thought that that seemed to be the natural fit, like get him back to Bayern or something along those lines. So I'm shocked that this is even a rumor. I'll be even more shocked if it happens. But, dude, if they're going to spend – that's it. Dude, I mean, I'd give him up 50, 40. I'd be happy to just take the cash and run because I don't think we need him. I think Kai is going to be a little bit of spare parts here, uh, and that's no disrespect to him. It's just I think it's time to to move on. He is has been a fantastic player, scored one of the greatest goals in the history of the club to win the 2021 Champions League. Uh, he's shown some flashes, but with all of the top heavy well front heavy players that we have on this roster right now we got to continue to to clear that out raise capital and we quite frankly don't know if potch has kai havertz in his plans what does he think because that's what is going to you know ultimately decide kai havertz's fate is what uh, Mauricio pochettino thinks 
And I don't think he has, uh, you know, shown us one way or another what what he thinks. We haven't heard from from Potch too much, but I don't know, man. This this is an interesting one too because where does he fit in that you know Real Madrid Galacticos uh, side? Uh, I don't know, but hey, Carlo Angelotti's a pretty good manager. He knows what he's doing, and I'm sure he'd uh, squeeze all the best out of the German. I mean, dude, if they're bringing him in, there's rumors that they're going hardcore for Harry Kane now that Benzema is out. Yeah. So if, if they get, so if I that I can see working beautifully. If you 100%. have a guy like Harry Kane who's dual threat, great on the ball, hold up play, can pass, can run, can shoot, can do literally everything, and then you have a complementary piece who's playing in a four-two-three-one or something. Who even if you're playing two up top strikers, that that works. We we don't have any we don't have a striker. I don't think we're bringing in somebody along the lines of a Harry Kane. No. So I don't know where Kai exactly fits in behind anybody, especially with who we have on the roster. Well, and Harry Kane definitely still has, you know, two to three years of peak Galacticos level football in him. Uh, I I think he's definitely up to Real Madrid standards and he would be just a perfect fit for Kareem Benzema. Uh, I mean, you're 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 taking a tomato and putting in a tomato. I mean, it's freaking a, a perfect match. He he'll score a, a billion goals. Uh, he'll absolutely kill it in the Spanish league. I think, especially with the yes. service that he'll get from from those guys. Yes. Uh, I think I think he would just be a, an absolute perfect fit. And I wish him well because you know, you, you'd like to see the guy win something or at least really be in contention to win something. And he sure as shit ain't doing it at Spurs. And uh, you know, City doesn't need him. Where else is he going to go? United, potentially. United. But United's not going to win the league. The United's too far away from winning the league, man. I mean, I think it's tough. It, listen, it's tough to compete with City. Arsenal's been really good. I don't know. I mean, dude, if they got a guy like Harry Kane and they fill in a couple of other complimentary pieces, dude, you're going up with the front of Rashford. You've got Kane. You've got Bruno Fernandes. You still have a couple of years left of Casemiro. You've got a lot of options. They'd have to fix up the, 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 the defense a little bit. But other than that, I mean, that's a pretty solid squad. I don't know if it's necessarily up to part of, you know, to bang with, with United, but that's another year or part with City. But that's another year under Ten Hag developing the system. I don't know. I mean, that, that would certainly get them a hell of a lot closer. Well, I'll tell you who else would get them a lot closer is if Mason Mount, unfortunately, decides to go over to the Red Devils. I'm going to be really disappointed. I got to be honest, I'm going to be very, very disappointed. And he's going to, you know, he'll fetch a tremendous fee. Uh, He's definitely going to have the English premium on him. I'm hearing 70 to 75 uh, million pounds for him. And that's a tremendous windfall for the club, but that's a loss of an incredible player. I mean, the kid is more blue than than anyone could possibly be coming through the system completely, uh, you know, from, from a very young age. Uh, everybody knows this, the story of Mason Mount, and I do. I, I think he's a fantastic footballer. He is a guy who really can do anything. He's great for goals. He's great for assists. He's got tremendous work rate, and he's he's just a fantastic footballer. I would be upset if, if he's gone. I really will not like to see him wearing the red. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I still have mixed feelings on this one. I'm on the fence. Um, I know we're asking for 70 to 75. I don't think we're going to get anywhere near that. I have a feeling it's going to be closer to 50-55. I just don't see him commanding that kind of fee with one year left on his deal. There's there's no way. I mean, Eden Hazard at his prime, who's a far more impactful player, 
than Mason Mount at the time of leaving. Of course. Got 100 with one year left on his deal. Mason Mount does not even come close to that. And even if we take into account Premier League inflation, it's not even close to that. Um, and I love Mason Mount because I love the guy. And I think that he's been true blue. He's a true professional. He loves the club. He loves being the face of the club. Practically speaking, he was dog shit this year. He put up a really dog shit World Cup, a shocking World Cup. He was bad at the end of last season. So, again, I have I have mixed feelings. There's a lot of reasons as to why that's the case, right? Dealing with a contract dispute over the course of the season, I'm sure that's going to mess around with your morale a little bit when you're playing with you know for your boyhood club and now you're kind of feeling like you don't belong. But with all the things that are coming down the pike as far as, and who knows what's true, but as far as what was actually offered to him and then maybe what he was expecting, is he a 200 euro a week guy? I don't think so. That's a, that's a tough ask. Right is he there. north that's of that? Did, does, does he want Reese James money at 250? Reese James is arguably one of the best right backs in the world. Is Mason Mount arguably one of the best midfielders in the world? Not even close. So I feel like at this point, if we're, you know, we need to spend money. We have Enzo, who is a real deal, top flight, badass midfielder. And we need to surround him with people who are going to accentuate him and really just make him the star of that midfield. Mason Mount kind of does that, but the, you know, I don't know. So if somebody does want to pay 50, 60 for him, I don't really give a shit where he goes as long as it's not to Arsenal because for yeah. obvious reasons. I don't want him going to Spurs because I don't want to see his career just go down the shitter. You know, United, it's not the worst thing that could happen, and I don't see him leaving England. Oh no, he's not leaving England. He's so, definitely a, a Premier League. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather see him go to United than go to Liverpool. I feel like at Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp, with the way that they play, I think that that's where we're we we're going to be like, oh shit, like look at what we gave up. Look, if we just put him in the right type of system and played the right type of way, now you're seeing that player pop out. United, all right, go. You know, this is the way we have to part ways. It is what it is. All right. Well, another bid uh, we actually rejected uh, was for Eli Colwell, uh, which I was happy to see. Uh, Brighton offering 30 million pounds for the uh, Chelsea Academy youth product. Uh, but we rejected that. And I think that that was a smart move. I think that we should keep him in house, hopefully maybe keep him next year and hopefully let him develop underneath the tutelage of a Mauricio Pochettino. I'd like to get him back into the fold. Yeah, Absolutely. I think he's one of like the brightest young center backs in England. And when we talk about like the impact that Poch can have on the team and really if we're just using the Tottenham squad as a as a template to fall back on, you know, their center halves with Toby Alderweireld and Vertonghen were great back there. Um we're going to have some bodies at center back if we're playing in a back four and it would, Sounds amazing to me to have a rotation of left-footed guys between Batty Ashiel and him and let those two guys battle it out to see who's potentially going to be the starter back there. He's a young star in the making. He's a really, really solid player, so I'm thrilled to have him back. Um, I think he actually I – th I have a feeling he might beat out Batty Ashiel for that starting job. 
hey, man, I, I welcome it. We need competition at every single position because everybody needs to raise their level. And the only way that we're going to get that is by having these guys battling out in training and really realizing that they're, you know, not just handed the job that that they're that they're quote unquote given. They got to keep it. They got to maintain it. They got to continue to raise their levels and compete at the highest possible possible levels because we need to get back in Europe. We got to start making that money, get back into the Champions League. That's all that matters. It's all that matters. Um, another guy that knows a thing or two about Champions League football, Mr. Mateo Kovacic, we also hear is now in talks with Manchester City. Uh, the fact of the matter is when you've collected a lot of world-class talent, Jay, they're going to go to your rivals. They're going to go to other world-class clubs. And also seeing Mateo Kovacic possibly swapping number eight with Gundogan or something like that, it is a little bit of a heartbreaker. We wish him well. Hopefully we'll be able to get a fee, but it just shows that Mateo Kovacic is really the type of player that he can be slotted in anywhere. I think he would have a ton of success playing for City, but then again, who wouldn't? I think you or I would actually look pretty good with the Sky Blues. Yeah, and this was one of those guys that I so I, I felt similar. I was like, yeah, he's kind of spare parts, and it's it's not spare sure. parts. If we look at the all the players that we just rattled off quickly, we're talking about Kai Havertz to Real Madrid. We're talking about Mason Mount to Man United. We're talking about Mateo Kovacic to City. Pretty much all of the clubs that we're talking about for outbounds are all top flight, top, top, top notch clubs. It, mm-hmm. it should tell you the story that these guys don't suck at their craft. <laughs> they it, just also sh- it just also shows that the architecture of our team was dog shit. Like we didn't have the right type of complementary players anywhere across the pitch it was the wrong fits in the midfield even though we had very solid players there was just no way for that to jive together so listen i I, i'm there's a lot of sentiment behind all this stuff like mason mount i love mateo kovacic i love like these are guys that we've been able to enjoy watching for years now for this club and have played an instrumental role in some recent amazing success i also don't want them to be hindered here like there's no bad blood. So yeah, if you have a chance to go to City and play underneath Pep, win trebles potentially, yeah, by all means, man. God bless. Hundred percent. I mean, Mateo Kovacic has won a lot. That guy has won a lot of stuff. He won a lot of stuff at Real. He won a lot of stuff with us, and he's done incredibly well at the international level with Croatia. Hat tip to that guy. What an absolute stud. Yep. Uh, looks like we got a couple of boys headed to Italy. Looks like Ruben Loftus-Cheek is going to be headed to Milan, which I don't hate him for. Makes a lot of sense. He'll be back with Tamori, his academy homeboy. Those two guys will be be back in the fold together. And I'm hearing the rumors that uh, Christian Pulisic will possibly be joining Juve, maybe somebody else at the you know the top tier of Italian football. I'd like to see him at Inter more than Juve, but uh, we'll see where Pulley ends up as well. But I have a feeling he's going to end up in Italy. Well, also speaking, you know, keeping with Italy. There's been rumors that Trevor Chalaba may be going to Inter, that they've been inquiring about him. Yep, he wants to uh, stay, though. I also read recently that there's a, a potential swap plus cash deal for Onana and sending Mendy out, okay. which I would that, – that, that sounds great to me. I doubt they would oh do Oh, my it. God. I, I'd do that all day. The, but, you know, the, the thing that's kind of disconcerting, though, is, again, all these fucking teams are broke. They're all broke. So, I mean, I don't know if we're going to be getting the type of value that we're looking for out of, I mean, Chalaba is still a young player. I don't know if he's considered top-notch prospect, but he's still a really young, capable player who actually is versatile and can play pretty much anywhere on the back line except for left back and can play in the defensive midfield in a pinch. Pulisic, 
you still have a fairly dynamic attacking force there who I think would really excel in Italy. So I hope he does go there. RLC is a versatile player. I think he his ceiling isn't especially high. But when you look at these guys that are going over there, the, the value that we're going to get back for them is really going to be paltry if that's where they end up because nobody has the cash to spend. So I'm kind of hoping, like, if Pulu's going to be going to Juventus, maybe that's part of the deal for Vlahovic. Or if we're sending sure. Mendy out. If so if we can go ahead and maybe do some player swap stuff or get different forms of value back as, a pure, as opposed to pure cash and solve needs for the club, then awesome. But these dudes, these guys are broke. Yeah, and, well, and look, we, ha- we have players. That that's that's the good thing. If they have players that we want, we can exchange players. And to your point, it's it's kind of like horse trading up, you know. Uh, if we can get cash plus player, that would be uh, definitely more ideal than than some of the other alternatives that are out there. But yeah, there's definitely not the money uh, in Italy or Germany that there there has been in the recent past. And uh, you know, we we got players for sale, and people are gonna want our players. But uh, you know, can can, can they meet? Our asking prices. It's going to be an interesting summer to see that. But I'm also glad to see that, uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit before, but Joao's out the door. We're, we're done with him. We're done with Zakaria. So so that's a good sign. And we're trying to, you know, like I said, I, I heard numbers. We're trying to raise about 280 million pounds uh, this summer. So let's uh, let's see if we can get that job done and or if we're going to have to uh, dip in and get a little bit creative but uh you know r- wrapping it up jay I, I i just wanna i wanna talk about some of the other rumors that maybe we've been hearing and how paul Wynn stanley and lawrence stewart plan on spending some of this cash and i'm gonna rip off a couple of guys here and i want you to just give me a couple of thoughts on uh you know on what you think of these these guys individually and uh we'll, we'll go back to the aforementioned mr lavia from uh, southampton the young number six what do you think about him? Have you been uh, checking him out at all? I watched a few Southampton games this year, and I really like this kid. Yeah, I think he's feisty. I think he's close to the profile of what we're looking for. With him, it all comes down to the cash. With every move, of course. But um, he's not somebody that I would even come close to splurging on. I don't think he's that good. I think he could certainly fit a role for us. But given that Southampton is going down, they probably don't have a tremendous amount of leverage. We yep. don't have any leverage. Uh, so maybe that's a match made in heaven and we can scoop him from a demoted club. Um, I don't think that would be a terrible consolation prize as a defensive stopper in the midfield if this thing with Ugarte really is what they're saying it is and it's off the burners. Yeah, Ugarte light. So I think that that's a natural uh, fallback plan. And I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset with that. And he fits the youth profile, too. He's extremely young, uh, which which you know adds to his upside. Then you mentioned uh, Andre Onana. Uh, I, I really like that guy, man. He he fits the modern profile. Good with his feet. Big guy. Good shot stopper. Uh, I think, you know, we, we have talked about how much we like Keppa, but is Keppa truly a number one, you know, long term on a world championship level club? That remains to be seen. But uh, I would not hate having Andre Onana in the fold next year. No, I, I think he's a big upgrade over anybody we have. And Keppa's another one of these guys. If we can find somebody to buy him, that could be another decent generator of cash because we need it. I, I don't want to see us in financial fair play issues and getting slammed by governing bodies. We need to generate top dollar for people. Kepa may be one of those guys because he did have a strong season where if there's a club around Europe who needs a first, you know, a first string keeper, but maybe isn't in the Premier League, um, you know, that might be a natural fit. But I, I definitely like Onana. 
Absolutely. And then uh, we'll just we'll, we'll go to two more to uh, to wrap it up. And then this is the most interesting one as well. We've talked about him constantly throughout the year. You know this name, the Ecuadorian Moises Caicedo. I think we both know what a dynamic midfielder this guy is. He's becoming one of the hottest properties in the Premier League. If we could bring him in, it would be absolutely fantastic. Really like this guy. I do like him. And I started to really like him during the World Cup when I saw him playing for Ecuador. I'm still my, my soul still hurts about everything having to do with a transaction with Brighton. Hurts. Yeah, this is like you're dating somebody, they cheat on you, they get one over on you, all right, you get back to the then they do it again, but then it's like with your brother, and you're like, oh fuck, like all right, this oh, is real bad. Then you you you're thinking about going back. Oh, I mean, God, dude, I'm not thinking about that. Dude, between Kook and Pot, God, I just I, I just feel like we're cursed in dealing in doing business with them. I just think You're we're telling cursed. me they, that you would have rather had Moises Caicedo from the jump than Mark Kukurea? I mean, what's wrong with you? Well, yeah, no, that, of course, I would have. I, I would have taken that, but <laughs> I'm just like, fuck, man, if we – if we go in and drop what they're going to – and, dude, they know they own us. Oh, they know totally. they can do us dirty. No, totally. no nothing. Dude, they could do – have your way with us. They're going to end up dinging Burger us for King. probably 60, 70 million, 80 million. They're just going to keep on jacking, and for whatever reason, we're just throwing money. Ah, dude, we're going to make that club a top six club with all the cash we just decided 100%. to just funnel down to the coast. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I, 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 I do have – I have faith. I do think he's a really good player. I do think he would be a really good fit in the midfield. I'm just – I can't get over the fact that we keep on going back to that fucking well, that putrid, rancid, infested well that just keeps on poisoning – no. We'll probably get him. <laughs> We're probably going to end up with him. Some absorbent amount of money is going to be splashed this summer, and we are going to be splashing a lot of it. Yeah, and, and, then, we'll dude, here- and, then, and, then, and then those fucking cocks – have the nerve to just be like, oh yeah, for Levi Colwell, the thirty million sound good, sound good. One of your know, best ascending defenders. Very insulting. England. Very insulting. Thirty million. They do. They just they have us like on fucking puppet strings. Well, if Mister Win Stanley can get his head out of his ass, and Mister Stewart can get his head out of his ass, hopefully we'll see some good solid decisions. We'll be having a wonderful, wonderful roster of boys to cheer on. And we'll get our shit together, get back into Europe, and back onto the winning track. But, Jay, it is silly season. There's a lot to talk about. We're going to be here to break down all the rumors each and every week, getting back to you guys with the hard-hitting content. We've taken a little bit of a break, a little bit of a sabbatical to reset, but we're back in action. And we promise we will not be gone for too much longer. We appreciate all the likes. We appreciate all the comments. We appreciate all of the follows. Everybody check us out on all the social media platforms, Instagram, YouTube, you name it. Check out the website, americaisblue.com. Jay, you got anything else to wrap up with before we get back to him next week? I just want to hear a little bit more rumor activity around my boy, Connor Gallagher. That's, that's all I, I, I need. I need a little bit of that in my life. I heard a little you know, sprinkle of Newcastle out there, but I need to see oh, a little boy. bit more activity from my boy, Connor. You've been wanting to clear him off the oh, books wait, since he came please. on. Please, Since he God. came on. 
Well, that's it, America. That's it, world. We appreciate you. America is indeed blue, and we'll be back for more next week. We love it, and we'll see you next time.